Hey, America. Start, Start, Start listening, listening now. now. All right. Well, Eric and I spent the entire weekend reading quiz bowl questions to kids. So yep. our voices are shot. So yep. this week we'll have to do the uh, the backup that we always had ready for 12 points from America. Uh, we're just going to get all of our cats to stand in for us. So uh, uh, roll the music, Ico. And welcome to another box-trained episode of 12 Points from America, a Eurovision podcast from America, the country with cats uh, in it. I'm Zelda. I'm Derek. I'm Samantha, speaking on behalf of Evie Podley. And I'm Minda! I'm Danny. Derek, Derek's cat is named Derek for the purposes <laughs> of, of this gag. In lieu of having children named Derek, I decided to name my cat after me. There you go. No <laughs> law. <laughs> Ah, so yes, this is our uh, fifth week of our preview episodes. Thank you so much for for tuning in and joining us. We hope that you've been having as much fun as we've been having putting all this stuff together. Let's quickly run through the socials and then we'll we'll introduce yeah. our guest. For those of you who aren't already following us on all the various social media outlets, you could do so on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Mastodon, all those all those places, uh, YouTube. Just look up 12 Points from America. It's uh, one, two points USA at most of these outlets. Or just email us directly at 12pointsfromamerica at gmail.com. If you'd like to support us, we have some brand spanking new merch over on our Redbubble page, including our uh, our Riga Beaver shirt inspired by a, a recent movie that you just have to see to believe. Here's some clickbait for you. <laughs> as well as our Edgar Allan Poe Austria emblazoned goodness. Uh, something for, for everybody out there, whether you are into high culture, low culture, pop culture, or just a bop. Or if you'd like to support us more directly, we also have a Patreon where you can follow us for oh, about as little as $3 a month or whatever your local currency equivalent would be. Our normal content isn't going anywhere, but if you follow us on Patreon, you have early access to that content as well as access to extra special exclusive content. And it's just just another way to get in touch with us. Shall we introduce our guest for the week? No. No. <laughs> okay, show's over. <laughs> no, no, it's just us. They can sit there and silence well, while we talk about these songs. <laughs> well, well, those of you listening to us on Switch Radio Europe definitely have this familiar voice in your in your earbuds every once in a while. Definite friend of the show, personal friend of ours, Lisa Jane Lewis. Welcome back to 12 Points of America. Hey! hey. Hello, America. <laughs> Hello, Lisa Jane. How's it going? It's good. Yeah, it's it's ramping up in, in Liverpool. I've seen all the stuff. They were on breakfast TV this morning uh, from the arena with all the like get in stuff. So we're we're kind of missing Ola's website that he used to do when he was doing that. But it seems the BBC have picked it up. So I'm hoping we're going to get daily doses on breakfast telly from Liverpool. I suspect not. But, you know, they're all excited up in Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't realize that the show, I mean, even though a lot of the press are there from two weeks in advance and the fans are there from the semifinals, but the show really, really starts now as as all of the technical stuff kind of kind of falls into place. Yeah, it's one of those things. I, I Again, I think people just don't realize y you don't just rock up at the venue with a stage, a few lights and put some singers on it and hope for the best. You need to kind of take a venue for, you know, eight weeks really in order to get in do the show and then get out again so that's why there's always a bit of you know backwards and forwards as to where it's going to be because it 
it takes a big lump out of your out of your schedule two months really out of a, a 12 month annual schedule for any venue so it is quite the commitment from the MS Bank Arena uh, which it, I'm sure you're looking forward to coming to I am I am and I mean so sorry to the folks at Magic Mike Live who they had to usurp to get in there but we have to make sure the kinetic <laughs> sun works this time so <laughs> I was gonna say way to brag about your country having functioning banks able to, yeah. able to sponsor a stadium <laughs> yeah oh god Oh, no. <laughs> oh, too soon. So, Lisa Jane, you joined us last year, one of our, our shows. So a lot of the folks who are longtime listeners probably already remember you from last year. But for those of us who are are new to your dulcet tones, who the heck are you and, and where can they hear you? Uh, well, now there's a question I ask myself on a pretty much a daily basis. <laughs> who am I and what on earth am I doing here? Why? Why? What is the meaning of everything? I am Lisa Jane Lewis. You can find me on Switch Radio UK um, on the All Out Eurovision show, as well as punditing around an assortment of local and national BBC radio and television things in the UK. I've certainly had my fair share this year. That's for sure. Normally now is maybe when I would start getting calls from, you know, Sky or Five Live or BBC Wales or whoever. But I've been on since pretty much since they said it was going to be in the UK. So that's been nice. I've done a lot this year. Up to my <laughs> up my media exposure. <laughs> So last time you were on, we basically asked what were some of your formative Eurovision memories and 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 favorite all-time moments. But what's what have been some of the highlights of this past year, either junior or senior, any of the national finals? What have been some of your your favorite moments? I mean, probably laying aside getting stuck in a lift in Turin with Eric, that obviously ranks very highly in my <laughs> Eurovision uh, highlights of the year. That was that was a, an epic moment. Um, That's one word I for mean- it. <laughs> it was. Um, it was fun. I think I said I mean, at the time this was quite a Patreon benefit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, the hot. Yeah, it's a, it is a good Patreon benefit. It's an even higher Patreon benefit to get out of the elevator, uh, which <laughs> which we did, <laughs> we which we did, we did eventually. We're not still there. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. I, I mean, I have to say the whole experience of Yerevan was unbelievable. I fell in love with that city from pretty much the second we got off the plane and drove into the city we had the best apartment airbnb that i think i've ever had in any eurovision place anywhere probably tbilisi comes close but yerevan's was just amazing the food was great the city was great the atmosphere was great the whole christmas thing tree light switch on christmas mark like just i loved yerevan i would go back to yerevan in a heartbeat it's a city that everyone needs to visit at some point in their life just to go oh yeah they were right it is this cool i fell in love with yerevan too it's a shame that it's three flights and 10 hour time difference from where i currently am sitting but i would love to go back there especially i mean just on a personal note you and i had a killer killer dinner over at uh that, that restaurant that was at the first level of of your your flat Mayrick. let's uh, name them Mayrick. Mayrick, go yeah. there. in yerevan go to Mayrick. oh i am still dreaming of those little dumplings with the little baked crispy oh anyway before i we're obviously filming this before i'm having dinner so i'm going off on food tangents why don't we start off and talk about the actual songs for this year why oh right so we have a great roster of songs on this episode uh we are going to be talking about lithuania cyprus latvia romania and sweden but first we will start off with spain one of our automatic qualifiers blanca paloma with ea ea derek let's hear a clip (laughs) 
right, that was a clip of EAEA by Blanca Paloma, this year's Spanish representative, one of the automatic qualifiers. We will see her advance automatically to the final on the Saturday. A 33-year-old singer and songwriter from the Valencian community, uh, kind of continuing a bit of a recent trend of Eurovision and junior Eurovision artists from either Catalonia or Valencia, that sort of region of Mediterranean Spain, sort of an interesting interesting trend that we've been seeing. She took part in Benidorm Fest last year, came in fifth place, very respectable, with the song Secreto de Agua, but she topped the, both the expert jury and the public vote at Benidorm this year, coming in second with the Demoscopic Jury with this song. Lisa Jane, as our guest of honor, you get first dibs. What do you think of this year's Spanish entry? Okay, I have like two streams of consciousness and thought on this one. The first one is, I love it. I absolutely love this. This ticks all of my Eurovision sweet spot. It's ethnic, it's banging it's cool it's got the i mean i talk about this all the time it's got the terroir which is this word in french that they talk about when they talk about wines and it's all the different elements that go in to a a, a wine that make it from the place where it is and i talk about it a lot when it comes to songs this has all the terroir of of, of spain it, it couldn't be from anywhere else personally i love it it's everything i want from a eurovision song i am really worried about it in liverpool i can see this essentially being this year's Fulen. I, I can see it going that way. It's quite screamy. It's quite shouty. It looks and sounds a little bit disorganized. And I just don't think it's going to land in the European laps in quite the way that it lands in mine and people who sort of are in that kind of, we like Eurovision for the ethnic stuff. I think it could get overlooked. Not, And I think it could end up, I worry actually that it could end up in last place, not because it's bad, but because it just doesn't quite land probably where Europe is at at the moment. There you go. Eric, what do you think? Uh, I think Lisa Jane took my talking points uh, is is the big thing. No, I, I this I, I worry this is going to be this year's Philen is exactly what I was thinking. I, I like a, a fair amount. Uh, I think it's a, I think it's a, a fun song. I, I think it's just really cool. It, it certainly not lacking in sort of the local flavor that we like, the authenticity that we like. It's, it's just a really cool song. But I don't know who's gonna vote for it. I'm really not sure. And having said that, I thought Philen was gonna do great, and it didn't. So maybe I'm wrong about this too. And it'll. Uh, it's going to do gangbusters. But no, I, I I don't see that. And it bums me out because I I love that they've gone this direction. Uh, it, I remember Terra, uh, Tantra oh, yeah. from from last year, how we all mm -hmm. really wanted uh, wanted that. And boy, you know, it, it kind of worked out for Spain anyway. Uh, they I think they did all right from what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I it's... Uh, this is definitely a, a good song. It's super, it's super unique. I love its uniqueness. And I just, I am worried. I am quite worried. Derek, Derek say something think? different or don't, whatever. <laughs> I'm very conflicted on this one. I think it's a huge risk for them to take to send something like this, especially after last year when they did exceptionally well for, the, for them to come back and say, we're going to send something super weird and ethnic and very, I don't know, I guess avant-garde. I think, like Lucy Jane said, it's a bit messy, but I think they have the time to clean that up if they if they know what they're doing. And I feel like in the past they've they've done pretty well for the most part when it comes to the show. I thought the staging concept was really beautiful. One of the things I really really like about the song itself is there's this cool call and response 
structure to it where she'll sing a line and then sort of the Greek chorus behind her will sing another line back to her. And I think the message is kind of sweet. She's like singing to her child that she's, I'll always love you and I will watch over you even after I'm dead. <laughs> I think that's, it's a really kind of sweet message. I don't think there's anything objectionable there. Yeah, I do. I see people online talking about this either as a potential Dark Horse winner or kind of forgettable. It's generally seems, yes, there are people who say this could accidentally win. I don't believe it, but <laughs> they do are they that. Are they Spanish fans? Um, I was going to say, who are these people? I don't know. I, I like, absolutely believe that Spanish fans would say that. Spanish yes, fans. I would. Either <laughs> Spanish fans or people who are currently confined to a locked ward. <laughs> I mean, they're rabid, but, you know, good on them yeah. to stick through it through all these years when they've come near the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I think this one is very divisive. I don't think it could, I don't think it'll end up last, but I don't think it'll do as well as maybe they would like. Maybe mid-table is kind of where I see it ending up just because the people who are really into that ethnic sound. They're going to vote for it. But the people who are just like, oh, this is kind of weird, probably going to go looking for something else. Sam. Honestly, I'm, I'm in a really similar boat. I'm in a very, very similar boat to, to everybody else so far. It's, I, I really appreciate the song and the fact that it is a, it's really a study in contrasts. You have this very, very modern, minimalistic sound contrasted with this very, very classic, very, very Spanish flamenco bass. You have moments of, you know, bombastic, you know, really, really strong vocals. And then you she pulls it back and has these really sort of sweet, delicate moments in the in the verses. It's it's a really fascinating, fascinating song. And I love songs at Eurovision that take risks. You know, I keep saying this. I feel like I say this every episode. I'm surprised people are still listening to me saying it. But, you know, for a song to do well at Eurovision, you have to ruffle feathers. You have to be memorable. You have to be, you can't play safe. This does not play safe in any way, shape, or form. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a success, but it's not going to be everybody's 11th place song that they just forget about. This is going to be, instead of vanilla ice cream, this is like salted licorice. There are going to be people who are absolute devotees of it, and then there are some people who are going to be completely turned off by it and run in the other direction. I love the authenticity and the honesty of both Spain sending a song that is so Spanish. It's like what I say about Portugal all the time, that they send something that's so Portuguese. But also Blanca Paloma sending something that is really very personal. I think she, I, I, actually, it's a similar story to Ujardin, that it was written following the the passing of her grandmother. And that the, like like Derek said, a lot of the lyrics do come across as, you know, when I die, may they bury me in the moon so I can watch over you. And it's so, it's real. It's honest. It's, it's touching. I don't know if that message is going to be universal and come across to everybody. So like, like the three of you have said before me, I like and respect this song and Blanca Paloma, but is it going to be salted licorice? Danny, what do you think? I just love that the Iberians will send us something extremely Iberian every single year. Portugal is going to always be Portugal and Spain is always going to be Spain. But I appreciate that this year Spain has sent something that is um, kind of not really like gunning for it. Like I said before, I think that if you consider this song to have a legitimate shot at winning, I think um, I think you should see a doctor. I think you should take. I think you should indulge in that old NHS that you've got. I I don't love this song. In both times that I've run my own rankings of this, it's fallen low mid. Uh, definitely nowhere near the bottom. It would be an insult to compare this to things like uh like Poland or like uh. A hot take for some people, Croatia, which I really don't like. This is 
also weird and unconventional. I would call this a very unorthodox kind of entry. I, I think it's artistically very well accomplished. It is unfortunate, though, both in terms of its chances at the contest and its chances, in my own opinions, for this year and this year alone, that it has to be presented alongside such slick, straightforward, accessible pop songs and equally well-accomplished art that is going to be on stage this year. Um, there's a lot of people being very serious and artistic, like Serbia's, and then there are people who are giving us extremely danceable and listenable pop music, like Slovenia and someone who will go unmentioned until later in this episode. When Spain here is placed alongside those songs, it gets lost for me, very unfortunately. In a, I don't know, a slower year, this could be a real darling for me, but instead it just um, just gets lost in the milieu. Not awful, but it's definitely not something that I uh, have strong feelings for. Can I come in with something about the Big yes. Five? Absolutely. I've got a yes. real Absolutely. theory. So I have my theory on the Big Five, that the Big Five can only, apart from, because yeah, there's always some, one thing that breaks the rule, but generally speaking, the Big Five can only really finish in the top six or the bottom six, because the mathematics of the voting and how it all works just doesn't really allow them, with few exceptions, Lucy Jones for the UK, it, it doesn't really allow them to finish in that mid block. Yet for me this year, all of the big five are probably songs that should occupy about the nine to 16th spots. Yeah. And yet the mathematics doesn't allow that to happen. So I'm kind of, I'm looking for this year to either prove or disprove my theory that I've held for a long time about the big five and how the votes go. So this is quite interesting for me. This is a very interesting hypothesis of a year. I never even thought about it. That they, everything, yeah, everything does tend to really collect either way up at the top or way down below, whether it's deserved or not. I still, I, mean, I still kind of weep for no degree of separation, frankly. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> As to why that is the case that I won't go into, but it's, it's definitely a, it's definitely a hypothesis and a theory that I've been testing. And this is like quite an exciting year for me in advancing that, that into a, into a proper statement. <laughs> I would say all the big fives this year are sort of sending songs that feel like host entries. Mm -hmm. They're good, but they're not mm -hmm. meant to win really. Mm -hmm. I agree. Hmm. Are we ready to move on to our next song or does anybody have any more to say about Blanca Paloma in Spain. Now we've got some more mid songs to get into. <laughs> All right. Well, in that no. case, let's hop. <laughs> let's hop over to Lithuania. The next song up is Monica Linkate, returning artist at this year's contest with her song Stay. Derek, let's hear a clip. As I look back through all these years To broken dreams, disguising fear Being someone that I'm really not Just All right, that was a clip from Stay, the Lithuanian entry this year by Monica Linkite. She's going to be performing in the second semifinal in spot number 15. Monica is a returnee, as I mentioned. She had previously performed as one half of the singers from the 2015 contest, the other half, of course, being Baidas Baumila with the song This Time coming in 18th place in the final. She's a bit of a national final stalwart. Uh, before the 2015 contest, she tried to represent them in 2010, 11, 12, 13, and 14. Then she tried again in 2022, had to withdraw because of illness. Plus, she tried to represent Lithuania at Junior Eurovision 
back in 2007. The refrain that you'll often hear repeated in the song Chuto Tuto, it doesn't really have a direct translation. It's sort of a phrase used in traditional songs in Lithuania, kind of on the scale of a, you know, Tura Luraye kind of a deal. But yeah, don't try to scour Google Google Translate for that one. It doesn't really have a real translation. Anyway, with all that being said, Lise Jane, what is your what is your heart telling you about Lithuania or your head? I mean, my heart always my heart kind of belongs in Lithuania. I I I struggle to go back over the years and find a Lithuanian song that I haven't really enjoyed. Some more than others, but I don't think I've ever had Lithuania like down the bottom and I certainly don't this year. I was really fortunate to go to Lithuania for the national final. It was a a really really fun weekend. A really nice kind of smaller national final it's done in the tv studios it's not done in a big arena it's not an estilao or a melody nothing's melody festival but it's it's not not like on that scale it is a much more smaller intimate kind of affair looks much bigger on telly than it actually is when you're when you're there so it was really lovely to go and do some press and interview and talk with the artists and speak with Monica as well this was my winner and in fact when you looked at the the whole kind of pile they were all good but there was something just about the performance of this one that just made it the right choice really for Lithuania I mean it's it's not the most complex of songs I think that's fair to say but I don't mind things that are sometimes just a little bit simpler it's quite efficient as a nice little bit of pop it it ticks the boxes that it needs to tick it looks great she sounds good she's a great singer there's no denying i think she's a really really good singer very talented great performer her backing vocalists are all british so you know they, they, we got to we got to cheer them on as well and for me i love this i'm really really pleased it's in semi final 2 because i think it does stand a chance of of getting out and into saturday night if it was in semi final 1 i would be saying a different a different thing but i, I think there's enough there I suspect it might get lost a bit on Saturday, but I, I, I'd be surprised if it wasn't there. Derek. What are my thoughts on this? Oh man, I don't care for this. I'll just be honest. I find it kind of screechy and lyrically. I feel like it's a little, I get the sentiment, but I don't know, like narratively when you listen to the words and you kind of hear what she's saying, she's begging someone to not leave. And it feels a little kind of pitiable rather than romantic it, it just it doesn't work for me and i don't i like lithuania a lot i think they send a lot of good stuff but like lisa jane said it feels a little straightforward and and kind of what it's doing it's just not very appealing to me i i mean could this qualify yeah i think it could get through i think it has a pretty good shot i would say in the final though it, i don't expect so much from it i don't i don't have a whole lot to say on this one sam honestly i i hate to say this but this is one of the songs that i remember this being pretty and i remember chuto tuto but i don't remember very very much else about the song after i've listened to it once or twice and i remember it being performed capably by a singer who is strong and a singer who is charismatic but it just to me other than the chuto tuto doesn't have a massive hook and a call to action i think also the fact that it's going to be sandwiched in between two much more bombastic songs it's following albania and immediately before australia that could i worry that's going to wash it out but because it is sort of sweet and refreshing maybe that will be seen as a positive there are certain songs over the years that it's taken me until I've seen it performed on the massive stage for it to really kind of come together for me. Great example, actually, Lithuania last year. It took me a little while before Sentimenti really kind of grabbed me. The Iceland last year, Methakandi Sol, it took me until I saw it all together and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, 
That's magic. It's very possible that that's going to do the same for me with this. But for now, I I think Coffee House and Coffee House doesn't always do the best on the scoreboard, even though they're not bad songs. Danny, what do you think? That it has such good odds to qualify is once again utterly baffling to me. This song is so mid to me. This song doesn't have a call to action. This song doesn't really ever get to that. You know, it, this is this is our standard prototypical woman singing a love song by herself with backing on stage style Eurovision entry. Okay, this is this is something that we get every year. It's a tradition. It's an institution at this point. I feel like if you're going to send something like this, if you're going to perform something like this and hope that it goes to Eurovision, it's got to have something special. And I know that it's it's well done. There's nothing offensive about this song once again. This is a perfectly serviceable artistic creation. It really is. But it doesn't grab me. Uh, it's, I, I don't think that it's intriguing in any real uh, profound way. And I know that's mean to put on the onus of every single song but unfortunately it is a competition and guess what this is 12 points for america where we have to make judgments like this so i i i i full disclosure on my latest ranking spain is literally just above this but for my money they sort of occupy this same register of really being in the middle and lost amongst a lot of other um much more intriguing entries. Eric? What I appreciate about this is... What? <laughs> Derek's just laughing at me already. That is what such I, a lead-in. Like... <laughs> uh, okay. No, I... I what I appreciated about seeing the the performance and the and the package that they've presented it as to this point, assuming it's going to be pretty similar in Liverpool, and I think it probably will be. I like the camera work; uh, it it makes it feel a bit more a bit more intimate. And I guess I guess you could say that that kind of is the the coffee shop vibe that Sam described. So maybe that's a double edged sword. But I really like that that part of it. This thing is being played on a enor in this huge arena for millions and millions and millions of people. But they might put it together in, in a way where it doesn't feel like that and i think that that's probably a good choice for for the song as far as the song itself goes it's fine i also don't really have a ton to to say about it i i think i think it's fine i i just don't see a huge call to action necessarily is that damning the damning assessment of being <sighs> fine at eurovision I, it's not it's 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 really not bad it's sung pretty well it's fine it's fine. Everything's it, it's fine. It's fine. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> Are we ready to move on to our next song then? Or does anybody have any final thoughts on Lithuania? It's fine. <laughs> All right. In that case, let's roll on to song number three for this episode. Uh, and we go to Cyprus, Andrew Lambrew with Break a Broken Heart. Derek, let's hear a clip. Okay, so that is Andrew Lambrew from Cyprus with his song Break a Broken Heart. I say from Cyprus, but he's actually Australian with Cypriot and Greek roots. He is going to be performing in the second semifinal in spot number six. 
little bit of background information on Andrew. He took part in X Factor Australia back in 2015, making it to the top 20. Pretty respectable. He took part in the Australia Decides National Final last year with the song Electrify, which came in seventh place. And then the separate broadcaster was like, hey, we want this guy for ourselves. So they they brought him in. This marks a continuation of Cypress's trend that they haven't had a Cypriot-born artist since Hovig in 2017. But, you know, make that diaspora work for you. Sure, why not? Lisa Jane, what do you think of Break a Broken Heart? Uh, one thing I will tell you, when you're doing the podcast, you have to remember that you have to talk. And I I fell into my thing of I was listening to the podcast and I forgot I had to actually say something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have that effect on people, I suppose. Sam's lulling us to sleep. I see. I'm such a oh, huge fan of the podcast. I was like, I love Sam's little facts. I was listening intently and I was like, oh, yeah, no, I have to talk about Cypress. Ha-ha. Oh, crap. I'm on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's a song, isn't it? I, I have very little to say about this song because it's just a song by a guy who can sing some notes quite well. And, you know, he looks quite nice. And and that's about it. It's lyrically a bit naff. Musically, it just sort of happens. And and there we go. It's no, it's no, I, I don't want to hop back to Fuego because I've been saying since after that that Cyprus needs to try and like get off the Fuego train. And they have done that, but they feel like they've got on the wrong train um, at the wrong platform this was not the one they were supposed to jump on uh, I, I a bit like what what eric had to say about lithuania i'm like it's 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 fine it's fine it's fine it's fine <laughs> literally i'm just repeating you eric yeah that's fine honestly that's fine <laughs> Honestly, I'm not I'm not that far different from from your opinion on it. And it's actually kind of not dissimilar from my thoughts on Lithuania that it's 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 fine. It's it's a enjoyable song. There's nothing offensive about it. But what I was saying before about Spain and the whole salted licorice thing, this is this is vanilla. And there's nothing wrong with vanilla. It's 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 technically, I think, one of the world's most popular flavors, but you're not you're not leaving the ice cream parlor going, man, that was a really good vanilla ice cream cone that I just had. You 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 just it's not, it's enjoyable in the moment, but then you go home and you're like, well, well, now it's for dinner. It's <laughs> also another thing that's differentiating it from from Spain is the fact that Spain is is sending a song that is very, very Spanish, that there's really a bit of the local identity there. And I'm not saying this just because of Andrew Lambert not being Cypriot born. This has actually very little to do with it because Cyprus, like I said, has a track record of sending non-Cypriot born artists to represent them. And they could still send something with Mediterranean Greco inspired flair. This was written by a generally Swedish team. And I I feel like this song could have easily been put into Melody Festivalen or you know the Maltese National Final or it, this could have been from anywhere and it's nicely sung he seems to have a nice a nice range I I don't doubt that he'll be able to perform it well but what do I gain what do I learn what am I inspired by by those three minutes of performance and I just wish for more. Danny, what about you? I think that's a great way of putting it. Like asking, what do I gain? How am I How am I changed at the end of this song? Uh, I come into this kind of as an apologist for this song. I don't think this song is, is tripe or, or garbage at all. But I also have to have to temper that with the assessment. This is a very normy song. This is a very, uh, it's a very popular type of song. I could see this being performed by like one republic five years ago um i it's once again like where's my enthusiasm for this song i suppose it's a little it's very listenable this is very radio ready but like 
you know, at the at the end of the day, I got to feel enthusiasm for it. And I'm not enthused. There's no enthusiasm here, despite the fact that he's going to be one of the prettiest boys at the contest, that this is going to be one of the most listenable and accessible songs at the contest. But it's not a it's not a challenge to listen to. And I don't think it's a very I don't know, doesn't butter me up, doesn't butter my bread. It doesn't uh, put olive oil on your halloumi in this case. It doesn't. No, no. There's no. There's none of that weird cottage cheese to put on my Serbian meat pillow. Oh. Uh, okay. Sorry, can Eric we, can I we... went to a Serbian restaurant and it was delicious, and they had weird cottage cheese and delicious beef pillows. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep. They had beef pillows, and they were very good. <laughs> and they had a carbonara for some reason, which was fine by me. It was fine. You know, it was fine. It was fine. It wasn't. It wasn't a Serbian beef pillow. That's for darn sure. No, uh, I like it. Good enough. <laughs> I, I, not, not the. I did like beef pillow. Cool. This song. I also like this. Uh, this song. I. Uh, it. It taught me a lesson. I was gonna. Um. I was gonna break a broken heart, and then I. I was told that I can't. Ah. So have have we seen this know? live yet? Gosh, I, I have not seen been paying. Anything. I have not been paying very very close Israel, attention to the Green Partners. He's been so in Israel, been... but I don't think we've seen. I don't think I've seen any footage from that yet. Gotcha. Okay, so at but... at time of recording, he has performed this live. We just haven't seen the videos yet. Yeah, I think yeah. so. All right. Well, that doesn't help me at all. <laughs> the re-listening to it today, I one of the things I thought about was the the very very start of the song. He has that falsetto vocal line, and it starts with that. He does it a number of times, but like he's opening the song with a vocal bit that's not the easiest thing to do. So he could really get started off on a on kind of rough footing with this. Uh, I I feel like uh, we have no idea on the staging for this, and I'm having a hard time picturing something really really unique and and cool and and vote capturing, which is kind of the thing. Besides just him and how he looks and and that sort of thing. And I don't know, it's semi too. Maybe that's enough. How does he look, Eric? It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Thank you. I'll be here all night because I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, it does definitely feel we do, we talk about we, we want. One of the things we want from a song, in theory, is that it couldn't have been from anywhere else. This is not that. Uh, it's it's really not. And that's not really what Cyprus do. And I wouldn't. What's a song from Cyprus that was like, yeah, that's Cyprus. That's what I thought. So, yeah. it, and and I mean, I, it's maybe a little tougher for them than it is for some of the other countries to to hit that mark specifically. But I I, I feel like. This has the potential to kind of get lost in the shuffle, but I, I do like it. I, I think just melodically, uh, it, it's it is kind of straightforward. It does kind of have that oh yeah, One Republic or something like something like that. But you know what? That's that's not necessarily bad. And I, I think I think as long as it's staged and performed well, I think it'll do all right. Derek. Derek. Hello. Right. It's always weird going last in the things. Uh, I'm on the show. Strategically (laughs) think about what am I going to say that nobody else has said. Uh, Let's let's go with um. This is perfectly middle of the road. That's been shined to a nice polish. Sure. It's well produced, and all we have to go on is the studio version. No idea what the staging is going to look like or how he's going to pull any of this off live, if he even can. I assume so. At least I'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt that they can pull off the song that they are going with. Oh, yeah. And sometimes they don't. But uh, he's, I mean, he's a good looking guy. I There, I said it. He's not my hall pass this year, but, you know, we can get into that later. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, it's, 
I see what Cyprus is trying to do. They're trying to get away from the Fuego thing. They want to send something solid. They don't, I mean, there's a couple of other countries I would say this year are really afraid of taking a risk of any kind. So they're going to send something that's really safe, middle of the road, and they're going to make it look really good and hope that it pulls them through. And I think in this case, it will. They seem to be doing okay for the most part, and they do have Cyprus on their side. So that's 12 points right there. They are Cyprus. I'm sorry, Greece. So that's some points there. Yeah, they were and in Australia. Gonna I was going to say they bought Australia, haven't they? So, you know, there's there's sort of these. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to change what I said. And then you guys are going to look real dumb. Um, No, because <laughs> I'm editing this. They, yeah, there's nothing really here to get excited about. I, I can see this going through and somehow ending up like 21st just because it's like, oh, yeah, hey, that's that's all right. Here's a couple of points. I mean, it's in semi two and I think it really lucked out there in that regard. If this was in semi one, I'd say it had no chance at all. But yeah. I mean, I think I think Cyprus had three Fuego years in a row. They qualified. They did well. They saw diminishing returns. They said, we got to switch it up. And now they're kind of in a position where they're not sure what to do next. And we might see them kind of playing it safe for a little while, or they might like switch it up and do something really radical next year. I mean, I hope they can pull this off, but I think this year they're they're still thinking about it. Have we all said our piece on Cyprus then? I think I was going to say, you know, last week you were talking about one song, I can't remember which one it was, that it like had been touted around a number of different, you know, they sent it in one place, sent it in another. Yeah, Switzerland, you know, and some somebody said, yeah, no, we'll take it. This one feels exactly... I think you were saying something similar, Sam. That this mm. feels exactly like the kind of song that comes out of a, a cheap rate, pretty naff songwriting camp with people who want to have a go at doing it but aren't really the pros at doing it. And they tout it around to the highest bidder, cross their fingers and hope for the best. It it definitely feels like that. Yeah, that sounds about like the kind of music One Republic makes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, yeah, you nailed it. To be fair, <laughs> lyrically, I don't think what what the song is about isn't necessarily that bad. It's kind of an interesting take. Like, I've already been hurt. You can't hurt me again. Yeah, we, we've mm. got a lot of broken heart songs, and they sometimes fall into two camps. And this one is trying to do something a little bit different. I'll give it credit there. You're too nice, Eric. I know. <laughs> you know what? I'm a guy. Time. I've always said looking. that about you. I'll too be nice. fine. It should be noted that two of the songwriters on uh, on the song are also on the songwriting crew for Lurian's Tattoo. Mm. Well, okay, that's, that's a different. We'll get to that. Yeah, I can see where their energies went. <laughs> I'm just realizing. I'm just realizing this now. I was like, oh, Jimmy Jansen and Jimmy Joker. Ah, Jimmy ah. Jam and Terry Lewis, the kings of New Jack Swing. Why isn't that at Eurovision? Where's our New Jack oh. Swing revival band? Lisa Asia tried it. It didn't work well. <laughs> Oh yeah. Hello, yeah. how's the flow? How's the oh. flow? Oh, we miss you, Mama Lisa. Rip oh. Lisa Asia, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Legend. Yep. And with that, shall we move on to our next song? All right. Let's hop over to Latvia. Our next song is Sudden Lights and their song Aya. Let's hear a clip of that one. All right, and that is Aya by Sudden Lights from Latvia. They will be in the first semifinal in spot number four. They're an indie rock band from Riga formed in 2012. They released three studio albums so far, and notably, they've actually opened up for Brainstorm, which is 
you know, a Eurovision alum, but also arguably one of Latvia, Latvia's biggest bands, one of their most enduring acts. Uh, they opened up for Brainstorm, which means that they have experience performing on significantly large, raucous stages. Uh, I think their biggest concert was like 60,000 people. So like an arena isn't unknown to them. Uh, they took part in Supernova back in 2018, coming in second place to Loro Risotto's Funny Girl. Minnesota representation. We love to see it. But Sudden Lights have gotten their shot this year. Lisa Jane, what do you think of Aya? Okay, I was about to pan funny girl then. I won't. <laughs> no, playing to my audience. It's <laughs> Latvia for me, they kind of go one of two ways. They either go for something bland, boring, and completely unmemorable, or they do the risk take. And you never quite know what you're going to get from Latvia. You, you, you can't predict it last year they went for kind of risque kind of craziness and it didn't work for them this year I think they've kind of tried to stick with that sort of formula only this year I think they've got it so right so right this is so super cool this is Britpop of the late 90s early 2000s it is landing in the north of England which is the home of Britpop um that whole like Liverpool Manchester Leeds kind of scene across the north of England at that era was so strong and so global I'm I'm kind of I'm loving how many how many countries are kind of hitting that Britpop vibe for this contest in Liverpool. I'm glad there aren't more, otherwise you get to the point of cancelling each other out. But this, for me, this hits exactly the right spot that it needs to. I really enjoy it, and I, I generally I don't gravitate towards Latvian entries, but this one I really really enjoy. I enjoy Azerbaijan as well. I know we're not talking about them, but that it's in that same kind of Brit poppy, slightly kind of cool i i love it i the people I, that was a bit more marmitey um but this one is i i i i really really enjoy this latvian entry i'm so glad it's here there's definitely a space for it danny what do you think i think it's time to ruin the uk us special relationship uh with this <laughs> review um everyone else on the 12 points team, would it not be very accurate to say if you were not told that this was from Latvia, would you believe me if I told you this was the Belgian entry? I can this see is, it. This is so what Belgium sends. And that is a song that typically has no business being at Eurovision, despite it being really good. <laughs> they send songs. Belgium, very different this year. You're sending a song that I absolutely adore. But Belgium has a real bad habit of sending subtler songs that are so good and are not competitive. That is the vibe that I get from this mostly. I'll say mostly. This song is extremely cool. Uh, and especially the version that we have on YouTube right now, that version of this presentation is extremely not like anything that's going to be around it at the show. The sort of... uh live sampling with the drum machine that they have going there to actually set the beat of this song. The the fact that it doesn't have any huge, like, bang-pow attention-grabbing moments, it's really subtle. I think the reason why it's so easy for me to agree that this is cool is because they've sent a song that 
I think really has no shot. It has no shot of cracking the top 10. I would be very surprised to see it on the left half of the table if it makes it to the finals. But unlike a song that sort of is sent as sort of taking the piss out of the contest of Eurovision, I appreciate that this is a song that they sent to this contest, kind of knowing full well that it's not a capital C competitive song. The fact that it is cool, modern, like uh, electronic infused rock. Uh, I'm kind of bewildered that it's here. And I'm also extremely happy that it's here. Eric? I I agree. This when this won the national final, I compared the the intro on the sample pad to uh to Radiohead. And I stand oh, sure. by that. Sure. Yeah. Uh yeah. which is a crazy thing to be comparing a Eurovision song to. Sorry, Eurovision. I mean, uh, yeah, Radiohead's it's, it's not, not a Eurovision winning band. Yeah. No, no. It's it's kind of in a kind of in a different world. And this song is too. It's really good. The the you mentioned the live performance. I'll also call it the music video, which has uh, which is artsy AF, as the kids say. And uh, it's 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 this is just a, a, a great, great triumph of a of a tune. And I at the same time feel like it has no shot of of getting getting out to Saturday. So, some of that is just I, I think I, I don't know that it's gonna rise above enough stuff because of because it's uh, so different and we're saying that it's different in a good way and that and it is but i think for a lot of people different is just different and and they're just not going to go for it the other thing is it's early on in semi one and that's just that sucks and it breaks my heart uh fortunately you can't break a broken heart but uh, I, I would be so thrilled to, to to see this qualify it because that really means it resonated with people uh, and in a in a semifinal that is so strong and just brutal. Uh, we're gonna get into a big reason why in a, in a moment here in a few moments. I uh, it bum it bums me out. What's the in between in the in the running? So Latvia is going to be performed in between Serbia and Portugal. So again, two very very impactful. Yeah. Actually, semi one is brutal, isn't it? It really is. It really is. So is just once. Can we have semi two be the good one? Well, it depends. Which one do you have tickets for? (laughs) Fair enough. Derek. Oh, thank you. I don't have much more to add on that one. I think I think the song is really brilliant. I love the way that it's very unorthodox in its structure and its style. It comes in with this really dissonant sound and then it becomes very melodic at the end. And it has this really comforting outro, which I did not expect. And it's long. It's like 30 seconds of the song. And it's just him very quietly singing and kind of leading you out of the song, which is going to be such an odd thing when it's couched between these other two songs that are a little bit more bombastic. I think this was... When you talk about risky, I mean, this is massively risky. And it's odd because it's not like risky in such a way that people would get offended or uncomfortable. They're just not sure how to react to it. Or maybe this isn't the kind of song that you'd vote for, but you'd listen to if it came up on the radio. I don't even know that would work. This, yeah, like Tom York really comes to mind when I think about this. And I'm the, I have the, <laughs> I listen to the Suspiria soundtrack occasionally and I'm like, yeah, this would fit. Uh... I mean, I feel terrible that, you know, Latvia has done all these things and I I don't think they've sent genuinely bad songs, but they just can't seem to get through, especially after, I know Danny doesn't like the song, but Love Injected, I think was just a phenomenal song Mm -hmm. and they just haven't been able to replicate that since. 
or even come close to it, which is really frustrating because you'd think you know, a lot of countries have like come back from a bad streak with a really big entry and then have managed to kind of keep some momentum going. Uh, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think this has any chance, which which is really unfortunate. I've heard they were they were in Spain for the concert mm-hmm. and they were really good, apparently. Like people were saying that their estimation of the song went up, but I don't know if it went up enough to say, well, yeah, this could actually qualify unless a couple of songs really botch it. I don't know if this has a chance, but I I would love to hear more from these guys. I'd love to follow them after the show's over that they're getting some exposure, I think is really great. I hope Latvia doesn't doesn't get disillusioned after this, though. It's I, I mean, you're taking a lot of my talking points. Latvia has not been at the Eurovision final since 2016, Heartbeat by Yus, which was written by Aminata. So uh, I, it's it's so good. Guys, I'm, I'm with you. This song is just it's art. It's gorgeous. It's 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 risky, but in a comforting way. You know, there there are the changes in the in the time signature, which can work so, so poorly if done incorrectly. This it's just masterful. It's a really, really well crafted song by artists who are who are artists <laughs> that, that, that it, they're not just all right, here's a song, sing it. This is this is a real project and this is a really well thought out piece of, of music that they're serving up. And it's breaking my heart that it's might not get the recognition that it deserves. I'm I'm bracing myself for that impact of it just not being one of the one of the 10 that we see qualifying. I think back to I mean it's hard to compare, but I think this would fill a similar niche to like Danny was saying, a Belgium, a Hooverphonic, honestly, in that sort of slow burn, builds beautifully, presented by artists who know what they're doing and who they are, but we now know that if they had the voting system that they're having this year, if they had it back in Rotterdam, we would not have seen Hooverphonic in the final because that was a jury save. And now that it's all public televote, I mean, this song, I feel like it would flow very, very well into a sort of not minimal staging, but a sort of more intimate staging, or they can really actually go the opposite direction, really make it arena. But I, uh, it's like, what do they have to do? What do they have to do to get to, to the Saturday? And I don't know what that is. Granted, nobody's paying me to be a set designer, so I it's a good thing that I don't have this answer. But oh god, this is this is the one of the acts of this year that I will continue to follow after this contest. Absolutely. And I feel like for an act like this, like I said, they were formed over a decade ago. They have three studio albums. Eurovision is not the end all be all of their careers. They will continue to create after this. This is simply a you know, a stepping stone. I hope that I am underestimating their chances and that people, when they actually see this come together, that it could pull a, you know, like I said, Iceland last year. Who knows? But I know I love it. Has everybody said their piece on Latvia? All right. In that case, let's... It's fine? (laughs) No, it's more than fine. It's more than fine. It's solid. It's really good. Do you think if the jury was involved, this would get a little bit of a bump or is this not even jury bait worthy? No, I think it's... Points. Yeah, yeah, I think it would. I think yeah. it would. I would hope so. Yeah. So somebody pointed out, and just kind of a slight digression here, somebody pointed out mm-hmm. that for the most part, one song has benefited from the jury every year that would not have qualified otherwise. Yeah. Like if it had just been televote, nine of the 10 songs would have qualified anyway. And then there would have been one song that would have somehow not, would have been swapped out. And I'm looking at semi one and I would have said, well, that's obviously going to be Switzerland this year. They're going to be the song that the jury would have saved had there been a jury. But since there isn't, sorry, probably Portugal. But now I'm kind of looking at this, like, would this be the one that the jury would kind of drag across the finish line. I feel like it probably, yeah, I feel like this probably fits that niche 
more than any of the others. I could see this missing out by like two points, like being in 11th and being like two or three points behind what comes in in 10th. And we all hate whatever it is in 10th. And we'll, <laughs> we'll all be like, we'll all be like wounded for 10 years afterwards. A bit like Trana Park. We're all, I'm still, I'm oh. still them. like they should have qualified. There's oh. absolutely no reason that they were not in on the Saturday night. That that was a surefire. And I'm still, I'm still wounded by that. And I feel like I, I might add this to the Triana Park wound bruise. <laughs> Uh, again, Latvia. Team. Latvia. Yeah, they just can't land it. They've got great planes flying overhead and they just can't bring them into land without mm. crashing. Like, uh, Shall we move on to our next song then? Yes, please. All right. Uh, let's oh, no. take a... <laughs> All right. Uh, let's hop over to Romania. Their next song is Degete or Off and On by Teodor Andre. Let's hear a clip. <laughs> All right, this is Dejete by Theodor Andre representing Romania. He's going to be performing in the third position in semifinal two. He is 18 years old from Bucharest, uh, released his debut studio album this past October. He was a semifinalist in The Voice Kids back in 2017 and also made it to the boot camp stage The X Factor in 2020. The song was originally longer, actually. It was three minutes and 42 seconds in a full Romanian language version uh, that was in his uh, on his debut album. But it was trimmed down and adapted and partially translated for the national final, which he ended up taking. So, Lisa Jane, what do you think of Romania? I don't know. I don't really want to go first. I don't really have anything to say. I don't really know why this song is here. I don't understand the point of any of any of this at all. I don't I don't get it. And not not every song is for every person. I say that every year, but every song finds its people. Uh, I'm not its people. I can't believe this guy is 18. I'm like very very like could be his mum quite easily and I feel like that he's is he really 18 is he just saying he's 18 because I feel like he's mid-30s I don't know he's (laughs) I I don't really get it I don't have anything to say about it and I haven't bothered to like look anything up about it or try and understand it because it doesn't inspire me to do that. You know, if there's a song I don't understand and I think, oh, that's got something to it, I'll go and research it and find out about him, the singer and the song and the lyrics and the meaning and the writing. Pro- but I don't care enough to to Google it. <laughs> and that's, I guess that's saying something. I just, it's, but again, like these other ones, there's nothing wrong with it. It's fine. It's all right. I mean, you can sing it okay. It's an all right song, but it just doesn't have anything for me. So clearly I am not the target audience on this one. But then but then I'm not the target audience for Denmark and I love Denmark. So Yay! I'm, Woo! Denmark. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna disagree with the notion that there's nothing wrong with this. I think that there is something wrong with it, and that is that it is bad. I uh <laughs> You're right, Eric, actually. Yeah, yeah. I might have to rethink my <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing that's wrong. I was trying to be All nice. Of it. No, don't do that. Uh, This is—it's this weird combination of sleaze and 
Actually, no, maybe it's just sleaze. I don't, I don't like this at all. This is very close to the, the bottom for me. I, I, I rewatched the national final. He does, he, the vocal performance is better than I remember, but it's just everything surrounding that musically and just like visually as, as well is just, ugh. like it's a bad following up on that. Uh, interesting uh analysis by eric there this this one is so perplexing to me because on the surface it's incredibly sleazy like he's on stage and he's kind of got this almost bluesy sort of drive going where he's really like leans into it and he's got these women in lingerie and you, you kind of think that oh he's, he's singing something really kind of gross but then you look at the lyrics and it's like he's dating a woman who's basically treating him like garbage and leading him on and he knows it <laughs> that's such an odd juxtaposition to be like oh you're you're kind of the loser in this situation but you're at but on the surface it seems like yeah getting laid all the time and that's not the case i think he's i mean the song feels like would have been written by somebody who was like 27 but he's only 18 which is kind of bizarre he's incredibly charming he's got a theater background i think he uses that to his advantage very well he's kind of charming in a way he it's a little disarming watching him perform because you're like oh he seems like a likable guy and he seems like he's genuinely having fun doing this and i wholly acknowledge the song is bad i still kind of like it when it comes on inexplicably i'm like yeah this i have no intention of listening to this once the contest is over it's just gonna go away <laughs> and that's perfectly fine but while what? it's here <laughs> i'm what? i'm gonna yes this is my tommy wiseau song of the year <sighs> oh my god so I just I just need to push back on the notion that he's charming or any of that. Okay. That's all. I, <laughs> I'm not gonna I, fight you on that. I don't I <laughs> I'm sh I'm stunned right now. I, <laughs> I didn't like, say it was great. It's it's like it's not high in my ranking. It's like it's not I, I think it's it's taking a huge risk and it's pushing a lot of boundaries and it's like deliberately making you uncomfortable, but not in such a way that I would that people would respect it. Like it, it's not like pushing boundaries in such a way that, oh, it's this make me think about, you know, relationships and human nature. It's like, oh, no, this is just this is just kind of weird. And I'm going to just go get something to drink right now. See, I'm kind of bouncing back and forth about my thoughts about this, that musically I when I was listening to the full roster of the Romanian songs of the national final. This was the only one that really kind of grabbed me and that I remembered. Not necessarily, I mean, it wasn't necessarily, oh, it was so bad or so good. It just, it just, there was a hook that stayed with me. And part of it was, was him. That he is charming in that over-eager theater kid kind of way that one, I know for a fact that I was, probably still am. And two, were the kinds of guys that I had massive crushes on when I was a theater kid. Oh, man. Oh, Sam, no. <laughs> you know what? 16-year-old me made some bad decisions. Is he your whole pass? At least with who she was. What's that? Is he your whole pass? No. God, no. That would be... <laughs> no, no. God, no. No, 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 no. World um... is safe again. <laughs> so, I mean, it it reminds me of the the the, the guys who would think that they were God's gift to the theater and to everybody that they came across that confidence that in reality, you know, 38 year old me looks back and says, yeah, you have no idea what the hell is going on. So he's, he's confident and that will serve him. Well, his stage presence is solid. His vocals aren't bad. It's just, it, it feels like he's wearing shoes that are two sizes too large for his feet in a weird way. That's exactly how they should stage it. <laughs> I mean, well, <laughs> I mean, uh, okay. So I, I hate, I hate to, I hate to invoke this, 
But we talked about San Marino a couple episodes ago, and the sort okay. of okay, yes. came up with that. Uh-huh. But that's so much better than this. I no, it isn't. <laughs> oh, it is. I I prefer this. Oh, again, again, we haven't heard the new version of San Marino yet. But from where we are right now, the two versions that we have, part of it is the nostalgia factor for me and letting letting 16, 17, 8-year-old me go out and fantasize for a bit. But I would rather listen to Romania. I enjoy Romania at this point a little bit more. Danny, take this away from me, please. I mean, I prefer Romania too, but in the way that like I prefer stale crackers to like month old lunch meat like i don't this is uh it's uh, i think tommy weasel is an apt comparison at least for me but uh, uh i love the room the room is one of the three movies that i've seen the most so like, i have a very developed and uh what i like to believe is a strong sense of irony but I have no ironic enjoyment of this song, nor of him, but I am fascinated by him, much like Tommy Wiseau. Like, I, I, there is something that is, uh, this is so mean, and I'm glad that I don't, and I'm not planning on getting press credentials for this, but I'm going to use some strong, evocative words here. Oh, I dear. find a reminder, state... some of us are trying to get press credentials. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, we, press, we reserve yeah. the right to edit this out. <laughs> Okay. Honestly. For me, I find his stage presence well past sleazy. And yet there is something. It's so strange to see a guy who, like, aesthetically, from the neck up, looks like a dweeb. Just like a guy that you were, like, that you met at a LAN party 10 years ago. And then from the neck down, it's like, he's like trying to be Iggy Pop. Like, it's very strange. It's like, uh, what if I met Iggy Pop at a LAN party? That's what I'm seeing. And he's trying to play, like, this, this, this charisma that he's trying to cook up of, you know, being really bluesy. I, 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 I don't buy it, and I'm kind of repelled by it. I don't like watching it. And listening to it isn't a joy for me either. Yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. I, I like it better than San Marino, though. Because San, Mar San Marino's is like, that's ballistics level grossness. <laughs> this is uh, this is just, you know, the sort of thing. Some everyday sleaze. I just, I can't, I can't like it. If the day comes when I like this, it's because the pod people have me. Good to know. Wait, I thought we that, were the pod people. No, that'll be the sign. <sighs> that's what I call you guys. Ah. Aww. Oh, gotta hang out with the pod people again. Have have we all said our piece on Romania? Are are we done kicking this kid? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say one thing to him. He's he's got that theater nerd energy, lot of confidence. He got a terrible spot in the running order. He's consistently ranked very low on everybody's list. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say anything really positive about it. So I'm hoping he can bounce back from this because he's young. I think. I think he could do something. He's not going to die. He's no, but we've seen, we've seen artists where they like have appeared at Eurovision and then they just went away, yeah. and that was it. That sure. was the okay, end of it. Yeah, yeah. Like you performed in front of two hundred million people or whatever, and then you just quit music and you're yeah. twenty five or whatever. It's like 
You know, it, the end. a couple of you mentioned the the theater kid energy, and I, I think I think the combination of the theater kid vibe and the Casanova vibe, like the the mix of that, is what makes this feel like a disaster to me. It's just such an odd combination: the land party and the Iggy Pop, the the chocolate and the uh, poison that looks like chocolate. The uh, just uh, <laughs> Sam. Fine chocolate mm -hmm. and what's, uh, what's our, Oh, it's Sweden. Oh, God. <laughs> well, here comes uh, Sweden's what we're finishing with. Had we to we do... put Romania next to Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're no better than, uh, I don't know. So are we are we ready to talk about Sweden? Oh, yeah. Are we? Okay. Well, a song that basically needs no introduction because all the, all the pundits have already been harping on it, but I'm going to give it an introduction anyway. This is Lurian's Tattoo from Sweden. Let's hear a clip. Right. Some may say Lorien, some may say Lorene. Either way, it's Tattoo from Sweden performing in the first semifinal in spot number 11. Obviously, we all know her as the winner from 2012 with Euphoria. Song really, again, needs no introduction. She actually got her start back in 2004 when she appeared on Swedish Idol, ending up in fourth place. After a few years out of the musical spotlight, she took part in Melody Festival in 2011 with the song My Heart Is Refusing Me. Missed out on Andra Shansson, won the following year. She attempted Melody Festival in again in 2017 with the song Statements, again, missing out on Andra Shonson, and here she has won Melody Festival and again. Lisa Jane, what are your thoughts on, at this point, the odds-on favorite? I mean, I'm going to say my favorite song of hers is Statements, and I was gutted that that didn't win Melody Festival, and I think that song is brilliant. I'm also massively aware that I'm probably the only person in Europe who prefers Tattoo to Euphoria. I don't... <sighs> really like i mean i don't say i don't like euphoria it's it's fine the word of the day um, <laughs> but like i don't think it's that special this song i really do enjoy the song i i think it's quite cool i i quite like it melodically speaking i think it it kind of bombs around at my kind of comfort level if you like and i think the one thing you know probably everyone's going to say this if you take this song away from Lorene, it's just a song in Lorraine's hands, it's it's more than just a song. And that's the power of a good performance artist. And she's a proper artist. And I've, I've met her a few times and she's she's great. She's that proper kind of artsy person. You always feel like you're slightly in, intimidated by the artiness when you're around her. But she's lovely. I... If this becomes Sweden's seventh, I I don't begrudge them. I would have preferred Cornelia to be their seventh, but I wouldn't begrudge them this one. I'm, I'm not going to call it as a dead cert like some people are, but I would not be surprised if she wins, of course. And I do I do really enjoy this song. I wish she would learn to enunciate her words. That's sing, the thing that everyone says about her. I wish she would sing the consonants as well as the vowels, but she won't. And we yet to see how it's going to look because they can't bring the Breville sandwich toaster to Liverpool. So we see what happens. I'm done. <laughs> Derek? You sure you want me to go next? Well, it's your turn. As the resident uh, Lorene hater. Yeah, we know how much you love Euphoria. So let's see. Uh, <laughs> let's see how much We've this... We've been over uh, this. You're lying. So where do we begin? 
first up, I'm going to say Lorene is an amazing singer. And that's all the nice things I'm going to say. First of all, this is a not a good song. The song itself is not good. And we talk a lot about, oh, you know, this song couldn't have been sung by anyone else from anywhere. No, anyone he could have sang this legitimately. They could have sold this to another country and they would have been fine. Frankly, they probably should have. It's like just looking at the lyrics. They're so asinine. And six people worked on this. It took six people to write this. This is nonsense. And I take a special issue with the fact that this is the leader for the win because one, it's Lorene, and two, because the staging is probably going to be very expensive. If they're going to send a mediocre song like this and win, it tells me that they're just looking to buy the trophy. They don't really care about sending a song to the song contest. And that's really upsetting to me. That said, she sings it well. The staging is very pretty. I used to think that Sweden just was didn't have it in them to take risks to really push it on push the envelope i don't think they're capable of doing that anymore i think this is just that they have one gear and they're just going to stick to it and you say well Kearney Lee jacobs could have won last year she came in sixth in the televote and that was their best televote result since 2016 could this crest the hump and actually get a good televote i don't know we'll see sam how exactly do i follow this i mean <laughs> i offered not to go first it's it's you know what it's we're we have a circle we have a cycle whatever that peak of rally may be it is what it is i i don't find the song offensive or i don't find the song bland i i i'm seeing it as a package and for three minutes i'm enthralled and most of that is lorene and the staging which we may or may not have in liverpool the song is fine it's incredibly well sung it's very Lorene takes the an average song and really elevates it because of her i look at all of the hubbub around the song and think how much of it is Lorene, like 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 Lisa Jim was saying, like everybody's been saying, how much of it is her and how much of it is the song. And people watching at home, I mean, we we are the community, the fans, the 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 hyper detail focused folks. We know the story. How many people watching at home and voting all over all over their Europe and around the world are going to say, oh, that's Euphoria Girl. I like the song. I'm going to vote for her again. Or are they going to vote for the song on its individual merits? And if the song is not spectacular, but the staging is I'm sure Sweden has something in their back pocket that they could put together that's not going to, you know, cause the stadium to implode or crush their artist. I used to think that this was a dead set to win. I'm not so sure now. But when it is on, I will be enthralled. And it's not because of the song, it's because of her. Danny? So the singer is the song. We are voting for the singer and the performance as much as we are voting for the song. I have to agree with Derek that the lyrics here are not a challenge. Mm. But I also said the same of Cornelia Jacobs last year. And I really loved Cornelia Jacobs. And I, uh, if she would have won the contest, even, I, I felt like it would have been very deserving, you know, ignoring all the other competitors, all the other very worthy competitors. But yeah, just like with Cornelia Jacobs, those lyrics are, we've sort of encountered these in, in songs before, in good pop songs before, but they are elevated uncannily, just like Sweden does every single year, by extremely good performances extremely good performers and i think that it is an objective fact that lorian is one of the best performers to come across the eurovision stage she really is that's a it's a a, a hell of a voice and it's it's hard to beat that voice the question is whether or not any other entry is going to combine performance and song in a way that beats just the performance of Lorene, you know. Before I before we move on to Eric, I'll just say I love this song. I love it. 
I love it, and I have no even sense of irony about it, just like I did with Cornelia Jacobs last year. Eric? I love it, too. Sorry, Derek. It's, and you're right. You're absolutely right. A lot of it is her. I really disagree that it just anyone could do this. I, 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 I can see where coming from with that. It, it is kind of a straightforward pop song. And I get that that's just kind of what Sweden does. But this would not be what it is without her. She's incredible. I, I, I think I've said this before. I think they're going to find a way to make the Panini Press staging work. I, it just seems like they they had to have known. They, they, they had to have done some sort of preliminary something with this saying, listen, we've got this thing. We think it's going to be a winner uh, or we think it could be a winner. Do you would this would this work? I don't I don't know what it is. I just think I don't think it's going to be that different in uh, in Liverpool from what we've seen, at least to the to the naked eye. Anyway, maybe the thing is doesn't weigh 50 tons or whatever it did in uh, in Melfest. So uh, I I think not only would it be Sweden's seventh, and I think that it probably will be uh, as much as I want Austria to somehow beat it to the post. That'd be fun. Or Serbia. I'll uh, I'll die on that hill, as I said a few episodes ago. <laughs> anyway, uh, I. I it's just a it's just a spectacular performance. But yeah, it, it's not just their. It wouldn't just be their seventh. It would be her second. And I think that that's that's every bit as significant uh, to to tie Johnny Logan. And I think if there was anyone out there who you'd think who who maybe I don't want to say deserves, but like who who, who could you see getting a second Eurovision win? Yeah, who Lorraine's, would be the one? Yeah, who, would who, who would exactly? Yeah, who would be the one? It's her. Mm. Like I, I, I don't, I have a hard time seeing. I mean, who, who else? Duncan. Du- Duncan. I could du- see that I, in I a could, few years. Time. Yeah. I uh, well, we we haven't talked about the Netherlands yet, and he did write the song from them. I'm not saying that's going to win, but uh, I I have I have a lot of feelings about that one. So stay tuned to the next twelve points for for another uh, another set of spicy <laughs> spicy takes. No, I I think this is this is. You know, it, it it doesn't have the depth that who the hell is Edgar does, which is such a weird thing to say. Uh, and it, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't have the it doesn't have the I I, I will disagree with Danny about the, the 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 similarity and simplicity between this and Hold Me Closer. Hold Me Closer had had a bit more storytelling to it and a bit more raw emotion. Sure, uh, yeah, com- yeah. compared to this, but I. God, I still think this is just I think it's I think it's a a special pairing of a great song and an incredible performer. I think it's going to be very, very interesting because we, you know, full disclosure, we're going to have our Minnesota Eurovision preview party with a number of our friends. I've been holding preview parties since 2010. Most of the people, they may have a passing knowledge of previous contests and may know who who Lorraine is. It'll be very interesting to see a layperson's response to this and what they respond to. Is it her? Is it the song? Will they respond to any of it? Mm-hmm. I think that we are very close to the nitty gritty of Eurovision. And I think I need to take a step back in order to sort of predict how this is really going to go. Because right now I'm like nose to the grindstone, like focused on this and the history and all of the bits and pieces. But I need to remember we are just one minute part of the voting public and the fact that we can vote now. So this is going to be a very interesting experiment in expectation versus potential versus reality. Stay tuned for this one. But have we all said our piece on Sweden? Two things I want to say. Please. Yes, yes, Uh-oh. you're allowed. You're allowed. Please. 
in retrospect, that was too hard on Cardi Lee Jacobs. I think that was the best song they've sent in like over a decade. Just in terms of the songwriting, I think it once I saw her perform it live and she really leaned into it, it made more sense to me. I think I just wish if they're going to send a big name artist and they're going to get a team of people to spend a lot of money on staging, imagine if the song had like a real emotional core to it like it wasn't just the things you kind of would say in a love breakup song it like had a real story you know like really inventive lyrics i think it would easily like be one of the best songs of all time combined with that performance and i just am like why are you giving her this if this were statements if it was this staging with statements, statements. was a better song yeah done deal yeah then done deal yeah uh, I mean, maybe However, they did it in 2012 with a fairly generic pop song that wasn't that profound and was okay, and they won. So I feel like if they could do it with Euphoria, because I think everything that, you, that you've said about Tattoo is what I would say about Euphoria. It's just a generic pop song, but you give it to Lorraine and it's a, it's a package, but take her out of the equation and it's just a fine pop song. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just it's kind of an interesting question, too, because it, I, I kind of have a similar thing with Heroes. Heroes won. I think a huge part of that was was the artist. He was very, very charismatic on camera mm-hmm. and the staging, which was groundbreaking at the time. Yes. The song itself. I mean, if you look at the lyrics, it's just nonsense. Yeah. And but, you know, it pulled it off. And I'm thinking, OK, it's been, you know, seven, eight years since we've had that. Can you win on name recognition and performance alone? I mean, it's really going to put that to the test, especially when we're surrounded by countries that are sending singer-songwriters really innovative, really wild, really risky stuff. I mean, the song is a little dated, to be honest. But again, Lorena is a fantastic singer, and she's really elevating this. I just wish she didn't have to elevate it, like, all on her shoulders like that. Well, she literally is. She's just putting it on her shoulders. She's pushing she's up hoisting the it up she's like Atlas. Hoist. <laughs> All right. Shall we go around and wrap our our episode up with everybody's least favorite? And then we'll wrap it up again with everybody's top of the week. Shall we uh, shall we go around with that? Yeah. All right. Lisa Jane, as our guest of honor, you have the floor. What was your least favorite? It has to be it has to be Romania. (laughs) There's no one else on the, the list that's as bad as Romania. Sorry, Eric. Romania. Derek. Lithuania. (gasps) <gasps> yeah it just doesn't work for me at all i thought we were friends well at least he put sweden ahead of it yes <laughs> sweden's not that low on my list it's just yeah it's so frustrating um Fair enough. i'm i'm going to have to say romania at this point however it just shaded lithuania just by the fact that at this moment i can't really remember what lithuania sounds like yeah, that's the thing. Da, 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 that's da, all. That's that's da, all, and it's a shame because I know it's I know it's Anyway, Danny, Danny, it's Romania forever till the end of time. All right, let's end this on a high note. Lisa Jane, what's your favorite of the week? It's Sweden. Eric, Sweden. Yeah, it's it's Sweden. Derek, Latvia. Sorry, I mean, yeah, I, I will say Latvia is a very close second in my in yeah, my uh, the entirely valid choice. And I'm giving it to Latvia as well. <gasps> Danny, Danny, break the tie. I gushed enough on our other episode about a song that I absolutely adore. So I don't want to give the impression that Sweden is like the end all be all for me, but it's Sweden this week, definitely. Uh-huh. Sweden wins. We'll be hearing that some more. Um. <laughs> Maybe, possibly. Or maybe not. We'll see. Or maybe not. Or maybe not. Yep. So uh, 
Lisa Jane, if people want to hear more of your opinions and more more of your your contributions to the Eurovision world, where can they where can they find you? I feel sure they probably don't want to hear more of my opinions, but, <laughs> <laughs> but should they wish to, uh, they can join us on All Out Eurovision, uh, which you can find on switchradiouk.com. We're also Ooh. all over the socials as well, and uh, you can find me on Twitter. I can't remember what I am. LJL underscore 77 or something completely generically rubbish like that. But uh, (laughs) if you just type in my name, you'll find me. I'm all over the internet like a bad rash. And and chances are, if they're turning on, you know, some sort of BBC news news coverage somewhere in the yeah. UK during Eurovision Fortnite, you, you'll you'll pop up somewhere. Yeah, they might, and they could. I mean, I've got my own website. I guess you could go to that if you want. If you want to find me, which is at Lisa Hyphen Jane with a Y dot dot me. So. Ah, you. All right. Well, uh, next week is our final preview episode before we do a wrap up in two weeks' time. It's been. A heck of a wild ride. Lisa Jane, thank you so, so much for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. Cannot wait to see you in Liverpool. We promise to uh, not get you trapped in an elevator with any of us this time. Speak for yourself, Sam. I'll trap her in an elevator with a perfect stranger. Ooh. In this movie. Run. I cannot, I, I cannot wait to welcome you to live. I mean, I'm not from Liverpool, but I love Liverpool. It's a great city. It's going to be banging for the two weeks of may for 10 for 10 days it's just going to be floating somewhere high up in the sky it's a great city everyone that's coming is going to love it there's nothing not to love about liverpool have you had a wigan kebab <laughs> what no I, but i'm also oh. southerner oh, What's a wigan okay. kebab? it's a pot pie sandwich that's that's the question isn't it uh <laughs> Uh, we may have we may have to farm. make this a thing once we're on site. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a Wigan day tri- afternoon trip? Yeah, absolutely. Nobody wants a day trip to Wigan. That's we that's, kind of do. It's, that's why it was just the afternoon. It's like a couple hours. I promise yeah. you, it's not a thing. Don't don't go to Wigan. Sorry. <laughs> but they have this. What is it? Smack Farm Pee Wet. Yes. Smack Farm Pee Wet. Smack Farm Pee Wet. And on that note, everybody. Smack Farm Pee Wet. Where? 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 It's fine. Well, I was going to say I was going to close the show and say I'm going to have my dinner, but now I'm not so sure if I'm hungry anymore. But at least until next time, everybody, I've been Samantha. I've been Derek. I've been Eric. I've been Danny. And I've been Lisa Jane. Yeah. And America, stop Stop listening listening now. Now. It's fine.